and welcome to episode 55 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam C. McKinnon, joined as often by my co-host, the Statmaster General, Jim Passon Jr. Jim. Hey, good evening. How are we doing? It is a good evening, man. It is a good evening. And, you know, um, so we've been off for a little bit. Um, full disclosure, I had a pretty gnarly bout with COVID. Um, all is, all is well. I may sound a little bit scratchy voice isn't quite all the way back yet, but, um, so we've been taking a little bit of time off. We got a lot of really good shows coming up. You know, we've got a lot of really interesting guests, a lot of interesting things going on, but, uh, we're back in the saddle and, um, and Jim, we weren't necessarily, I had a hard time picking the topic for this show. Cause there's a lot going on and I don't necessarily want to fill the air with more about this topic, AKA this player, AKA Trevor Bauer. But I think we we've talked a lot about this privately and I think it warrants further discussion. And the reason I think it warrants further discussion is because in the baseball Twitter world, which is the portal of which we all access the game these days, um, there's not a lot of constructive conversation here. And so I think it's, it's, we're behooved to have it. Yeah. So, um, what I want to do, and then this is, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about the contract itself because on it's, it is pretty absurd. It is, it is pretty weird. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about the cultural impact. We're going to talk about all the other stuff, the unpleasantness, if you will. Um, uh, so, but, but let's start by talking about the numbers. Let's, let's talk about how, what it looks like. So the deal itself, uh, you're looking at a contract. It's uh, essentially three years. Again, this is, if you're looking for the breaking news part, this is not it. Um, <laughs> three years, you know, Trevor Bauer essentially becomes a $40 million player by virtue of a $10 million signing bonus a uh, 2021 salary of $28 million and then another $2 million if he opts out. So essentially a $40 million player the contract. Uh, yeah. The contract itself gets a little wonky and goofy, all kinds of incentives and all kinds of other crap outside of that. But so let's just for all intents and purposes, let's call it what it is. And let's say he is uh, call it for the salary, right? Based on that contextually, in 2022 or 2021, we'll call it, we'll say 2021. This is how the starting pitcher salary ranker looks. Um, Jacob DeGrom and Garrett Cole, followed by Strasburg, Scherzer, Price, Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, Chris Sale, Patrick Corbin, Zach Wheeler, and you Darvish in order. Now, Something about this is an, you know, Bauer was signed by the Dodgers, an organization that's praised for its savvy and its ability to spend money, both of which have been praised at nauseum by the analytical community. But I have a question, Jim. I have a, I have a question about this deal. I've got answers. Yeah. <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm looking at. You're talking about a guy. If you take out the 2020 season, and I, and I know, like splicing the sample and yada, 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 okay, fine. But if you take out the 20, the bizarro world that is the 2020 season, where he pitched 73 innings, won a Cy Young the whole nine yards. This is a guy with a career 404 ERA. 
This is also not a high upside, like young prospect, right? This isn't like Alex Anthopoulos or I guess at the time, John Coppola signing Ozzy Albies, you know, or Ronald Acuna, right? Um, This is a 30, this is a guy entering his age 30 season, a career 404 ERA. Fine. His K rate looks good. Okay, cool. Um, he has a, um, he, you know, one of the big things, if, you know, if anyone who's read the MVP machine, uh, a book by Ben Lindbergh and Travis Sawchick, uh, who had painted a very flattering picture of Bauer. And again, he, the problematicness did, hadn't peaked yet. So I'm not, I'm not trashing Lindbergh or anything, anybody like that for the portrayal of him. But he's a guy who's always been highly praised for his durability. This is the whole, a lot of the book is all about how, you know, he, he creates arm speed and all, without durability. The guy's only pitched one 200 inning season in his career. And that season produced a 4.48 ERA. That was in 2019. So I ask you, Jim Passon, yep. I ask you, we, this is an organization, the Dodgers, again, praised for their brilliance and, and, and on the, in signing and developing players. You mean to tell me that Zips has Trevor Bauer projected as a 3.6 ERA, 218 strikeouts over 183 innings. There is not a guy on this brilliantly constructed roster that couldn't produce a line something like that for a tenth of the cost. (laughs) Right. is that is that not possible? Am I the am I the bad guy here? It feels like that's possible, but I think I think when we're talking about Trevor Bauer's durability, I don't think we can solely look at it as innings, right? Um, he's not an innings eater for a guy that has the ability to throw 100 pitches every game, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's that type of durability, right? If he was a uh, if he would come out and, and act like Greg Maddox all of a sudden, I mean, yeah, we'd be like, damn, in, innings eater, guys throwing down complete games all the time because he'll, he'll throw 100 pitches every game. I mean, that wasn't – that's not any – nobody's knocking him for not doing that. He, he tries to do that. That's why he's always like, hey, I can go every three days if you want me to or every four right. days, right? He's, he's got like the peak CC Sabathia type attitude or yeah, type build. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's right where he, he, he feels like he's probably at his peak anyway for, for who he is uh, as a person. Um, so, I mean, even when he got injured in 2018, I mean, he, I think that season right before he got hurt uh, in Chicago uh, against the Sox, he, um, I think every game that season, I think he had 100, or 100 pitches in every game, right? Um, even getting hurt that year, I think he, he finished the season with over – 220 strikeouts so right the k rates there there is not an innings eater but definitely a person that's definitely working his load right he's, he's not gonna he's not bowing out so uh i wanted to make that clear about him but at the same time i mean really is he that much of an upgrade over you know uh, a dustin may or a gonsolin i don't i mean i don't think that's what the dodgers were buying right right i don't think I mean, I know there was a video on YouTube. I cannot for the life of me remember who put it out, but it was like, hey, when you're buying, when you're going after Trevor Bauer, you're not just buying Trevor Bauer, right? You're buying Trevor Bauer's secrets too, right? Whatever the heck it is that he's 
turned into this machine that he was in that short season last year, all that uh, extra spin that he's got now, uh, you're buying that too, right? That was one of the things somebody else was was pointing out. And then on top of it, the Dodgers, they're not they're not just buying a pitcher. They're also buying somebody that's going to bring a fan base with them and sell a bunch of gear and sell tickets and that leads right. to food, right? Eventually, if you can get enough people in the stands, it sells to them. That sells a lot of things. So... I think that's why we we're we're talking about this contract being so dang big. It isn't because of the pitcher. It's uh, because what the pitcher brings with him. Yeah, and and that's and I I think there's a lot of validity to that. I, I agree with you. Like, you know, we 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 have been conditioned as baseball fans, and I dare say, educated baseball fans, to think that a uh, that they're that these businesses are operating with the interest of actually winning. Yeah. You know, they, that's they a, are. they are, they are, but they're, they're also winning. They're looking at winning green yes. dollars. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what they're after. And like, right? the, that's, that's their winning. Yeah. And the, and the Dodgers, I guess you could even argue to more to your point, like are almost afforded this, this luxury where they can like, yeah, I'll probably overspend on Bauer a little bit, but I, I'll take all the intangible contributions that he's going to bring financially, you know, because now this guy is on my team. He represents my team, and that in itself brings money. Um, yep. And so, so I mean, from a strictly baseball perspective, to me, this seems like a bad sign, like an overpay in a very big way from an organization that we normally praise for not doing this exact thing. Um, it's not an Albert, it's not an Albert Pujols contract. It's not an albatross, Mm -hmm. but you like, you mean to tell me that this guy is going to pitch to a high three ZRA and opt out, (laughs) you know? I don't know. I don't know. With the way that contract's built out, I don't see how he opts out after the first season. Right. Uh, good good or bad. I think the second's got too much on the line to to give up. I mean, he may, you know, play out his offseason next season with those question marks and be like, oh, maybe I'll end up in the Mets, right? Or maybe I'll end up in uh, the other side of L.A. playing for the Angels, right? Or something right. like that, like he did this offseason as a free agent. He could say that, right? And then, nah, I'm just not going to opt out or whatever. He might just play it to keep building his brand, right? To sell more gear. I mean, he sold Mets gear. Right. <laughs> yeah. On, it, right? He, his, he has got to be one of the few people that have sold merchandise on a franchise they didn't play for. Ever. Never even, nah, all right. I, yeah, pretty bonkers that he got away with that. But right, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's it. That's him, right? That's what I mean. He's uh, he's got his own, uh, yeah, he's got his own YouTube channel. I mean, he's basically hired a pitching ninja to do interviews with pitchers on and everything else. So, um, man, he's. Yeah, he's just making money, you know, hands over fists, and the, and the Dodgers are a perfect fit for that. They can afford to go over the luxury tax. They got plenty of enough fan base to make up the dollars. Uh, every time he does something, and they win championships or they win a bunch of games, it just only raises the value of the organization in the end. So, they're going to make money this year, despite going well over the top tier of the salary cap. It sounds like, and then uh, and then on top of it, they're going to raise the value of the the actual franchise. On top of it, it's it. This this franchise will probably up in value another you know three tenths of a billion dollars or something silly by the end of the year and it'll still profit about the same amount of money. It's a, right, and there and there there it's not like the guy is a slouch. It just it just is interesting 
you know, and, and you're right. Like the, he's bringing, whether we like it or not, the guy is going to bring revenue to the organization. And as a business, I don't care what business you're in, you go get people that will return on investment. The Dodgers have such a, a exemplary track record of this. Like they have to know something we don't, you know, or they have to, you know what I mean? Like they have to see something we are not in all of this. Yeah, exactly. And and it has to be successful too, right? The team has to be successful right. or else the experiment doesn't work at all. Right. I mean, if, if Bauer goes and signs his same exact contract with, uh, I don't know, the Seattle Mariners or something like that. Right. Now everybody can actually say that's an overpay. That is a crazy overpay. Right. You're never going to get the value out of him as a pitcher. You're never going to get the value out of the tickets and the stands and the people buying food and people buying gear. You're just not going to be good enough to get people there. Right. Even if, if Trevor's, you know, the 20, the, the Cy Young for his 11 starts last year, the 2020 version of him for an entire season of 2021. I mean, they'll be lucky to be a 500 team if he was on the Mariners. So right. um, I, I think that you have to have the success to go with that contract to make it worth dealing with because, yeah, like we said, we're not paying for the pitcher alone. They're paying for that, but they're also paying for so much more to go with it that has to be tied to winning to be worth it. And uh, the Dodgers have that luxury. They're off coming off of a championship, right? And aiming for two in a row. Nobody's done that since 2000. So. Right. Exactly. And, and that, and you know, you're, you're talking about a, a team that a, even if it doesn't pan out, nobody's going to feel that bad because if Trevor Bauer, you know, breaks his arm, I mean, you know, his first start of the season, oh no, you got to go get Dustin May or you got to go get Tony Gonsolin to fill his spot. Okay, like that's it's gonna not... be a bullpen day with this ridiculously right. good bullpen right. that we have, right? It's they could they could afford to lose forty million dollars on a guy this year and have him only pitch one game and, right. and for some reason not be able to to move forward and they'll probably still win the division and, and probably have a pretty good shot at winning the World Series still. So they're, yeah, they're they, the team to beat. <laughs> they're easily the team to, to beat, and and Trevor Bauer could be the 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 fourth best starting pitcher in that rotation and uh, they'll still win a hundred games this year. That's a fact. And, and so, so tied into that, and this is, and this is, this is the part that people are having the hardest time with. I think with, with the, you know, again, baseball is a blending of the subjective and the objective. Objectively, this deal to me is, you know, is reeks of overpay on the field. But that being said, what are you getting in the other end of this. And this is where, this is where I think like base, again, we talked about baseball. Twitter has a hard time with this. And so I am going to, we are going to try to lay this out here in a way where it's not Trevor Bauer to me is a symptom of a bigger problem in baseball. And this is something that my wife and I were discussing and and it plays into it. So so hear me out here. So um, you know we were talking about uh, Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady. You know seven. You know t- ten Super Bowls, seven rings, a whole nine yards. Right. I just know that he was a draft pick once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like this is what this is what is is Trevor Bauer is doing what a lot of other major sports figures do. 
we were talking about Tom Brady and how to us, you know, we were discussing where he really ranks because there was a lot of comparisons to or uh, statements of him being the greatest American athlete of all time. Now let's just, let's just dispel that. This is not a football podcast, but let's just say that's not true. Okay. If he keeps this up, he might be in the conversation with Serena Williams, I guess maybe, but not really. Because Serena Williams is the greatest American athlete of all time. Period. End of discussion. I will not accept any other consolation prizes. Um, <laughs> Before we move on on that one, I watched the Serena Williams video where she went into her uh, trophy room and she didn't have a clue what she even had. She had so much stuff. She's like, I don't even yeah. know if I got any Australian Open in here because I've won so many of them. It's like, oh my, that stinks. You've got so many majors. You don't even right. put them in your trophy room or if they're downstairs in the basement. Yeah, so, you can miss yeah. me with a lot of that. Like, you know, anyway. So, like, he's not even on the Michael Jordan level, in my opinion. So, like, you, you got to get through Jordan and Williams before you get to there. But that's, yep. Jim, that's beside Still the point. Still amazing career. Amazing career. Amazing career. Nothing at all. And it is fantastic. And he is the, the greatest football player of all time. I think I, I, I would absolutely willingly accept that argument. 100%. Now, here's the thing that we had a hard time with. There ain't no baseball players on this list. (laughs) There's not. The closest thing when you marry titles, influence, and skill, the closest thing you get is Derek Jeter. Mm -hmm. And Derek Jeter was a deeply flawed player, in my opinion. What? (laughs) The guy, I I mean, Meg and I got into it because she's a huge, huge Jeter fan. And I and I actually think very highly of Jeter. I just think that the man could not play shortstop to say save his life. Yep. And and uh, but the the point is, Jeter very flawed player. If Jeter is not on the Yankees, he is a he is a Hall of Famer either way. But he's not Derry Jeter. Yep. So the thing is, is that what we realize is that in this scale of American athletes. You can't put a, you can't marry the influence and the titles and the skill in one package like you can in basketball with LeBron and with Michael or in football with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning or, you know, or with, um, in tennis with Serena. You can't do it. And Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer, it doesn't have the skill or the track record of the titles, but he's doing what we wish, what these other major athletes are doing and what baseball players have refused to do. He is marketing himself. He is branding himself and we can hate him for it. He is an, he is an asshole. He's a piece of shit. We agree there. Correct. I, as the person that Trevor Bauer is, I am not a fan of Trevor Bauer, the person. Right. Trevor Bauer is the person that is marketing himself. He's a he's damn near one of the best ones out there. Right. I mean, and and so what? Imagine and and I and this is where like so we've established so we're not going to get canceled. Like we just need to establish we don't like Trevor Bauer here. All right. You can cancel me. Yes. I don't, I don't, there's a couple, there's, there's a few Twitter accounts in my feed where I'm not going to name them, but don't come after me. I, I, I don't need to, we're not going to get canceled. We, we should, we're not going to get canceled over this, but here's what I'm saying. All I'm saying and all that we're saying here, this is like, let's talk about it. Let's have some nuance in our lives because Trevor Bauer is extremely problematic 
And yet he's doing like, imagine if Mookie Betts decided to give unprecedented access to his methods, to how he worked. Imagine if David Price, imagine if any player with an iota of likability among among normal people decided, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start a media company. I'm going to interview people. I'm gonna bring a level of accessibility to the fans that in a game dominated by cliches dominated by like canned answers. If I hear another baseball player say I executed my pitches or I saw a good pitch to hit, I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. Like I would love, like the second an athlete, you know, it's become such a vacuum in baseball of bland, cliched, unmarketable players that when you leave the door open that long, if you leave your front door open for that long, someone you don't like is eventually going to walk through it. And that to me, and we've talked about this, that to me is the bigger issue here is not that Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer is an asshole, but he's not, he's doing something. He's doing stuff that we wish the good people like, like the Mookie Betts and the Mike Trouts and the Dansby Swanson and all these, he's doing the stuff that we all wish they would do. Yep. He's not doing anything. He's doing things revolutionarily, but yet it's like, it's why, why are we not looking at Francisco Lindor, Mr. Smile and saying like, Hey dude, why does Trevor Bauer have to be the first one to do this? Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I think some of what makes it move is, uh, you know, a good guy, bad guy scenario, right? Uh, Trevor Bauer has a bunch of people that hate him, and he also has a bunch of people that love him. There's very few in between that are like, I'm on the fence, right? right. Um, but, you know, any publicity or whatever the saying is, is good publicity, right? It doesn't matter if it's bad or, or good, right? It's, it's, uh, it keeps your name in the news and it keeps driving things. So I think for people like Lindor or for Trout or somebody to try to f- basically put the same blueprint together that, uh, that Trevor is using, uh, it, it would be very difficult for him. It would uh, expose them to having to find a way to be a bad guy to some people. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Trout's got plenty of people that don't like him because he signed a good deal with the angels. And so it's his fault that they can't ever get to the playoffs for some reason. <laughs> right, yeah. so he's got a few of those out there, but I don't think it's enough to really build that, you know, like son of a bitch, man, I can't wait to see, you know, Mike Trout's next uh, video that comes out or the next thing that he's going to surprise us with when he just all of a sudden starts calling fans on the, on the phone and stuff. And I just don't think that's going to be ever uh, something that a lot of these people are willing to do is to, to get themselves um, that wide open, you know, it almost feels like, you know, going to war without any uh, armor on. Right. Um, and so I, I think that's a little bit of it. I mean, Marcus Stroman tries really hard. I mean, he's a really, really nice person, right? Got his own clothing line, does a lot of videos and and a lot of stuff. He's anti-negativity, but right. did he blow up like, like Trevor did? Nah, well, he didn't. I mean, everyone, and it's the villain factor, right? Like everybody loves a villain, it's easy. It's easy to hate the villain harder. It's it's more. It's easier to hate the villain than it is to love the hero. 
So I, I think that's fair. And I think that's a good point. What, yeah. what I, what I say is like the hero is uh, the heroes aren't stepping up to even give the opportunity. I mean, all credit to Strowman and all credit to like, you know, uh, a Flaherty, you know, all credit to, to Flaherty on the Cardinals. Like, you know, he has some humorous exchanges on social media and all that. And I think that's, yep. there's some validity to it, but, but what some, I guess. Some of these people got lives too outside of baseball, right? True. I mean, there's one thing that we didn't mention about Trevor is, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he, he doesn't have wife and kids. He doesn't have anybody else to answer to. So he's got all the time to do whatever the hell he feels like. Also. Right. But like it, some of these other people don't have that option. But you know what? Like, And, and this is, this is the general, I think this is the general, this speaks to an even broader issue. This speaks to the indoctrination of the sport in some ways, I think. Because is this not the entertainment business? Like this is this is what baseball has lost that basketball figured out. Basketball figured this out. And football to an extent figured this out. This is entertainment. See, this is what baseball will always wrestle with. And until we figure it out, people like Trevor Bauer are going to walk through the front open front door. Because now Trevor Bauer, now that we've allowed this vacuum to build, he's going to be the representative of our sport. Scary thought, right? Because to me it is. Yeah. Um, It's already a majority white sport. It's already a sport that's like, you know, either exploiting minorities or shedding minorities in terms of viewership or players. Um, And we're already struggling with that as a sport. And now our probably our guy on the ascent in terms of branding is like a real piece of shit. So you figure, and I, I hold, there's a degree of this that holds responsible the, the Lindors and the Trouts and even the Harpers to an extent, like holds them accountable for like, you know what? Like you guys, I get it. And, and that's not to say you have to be like Trevor. You shouldn't be like Trevor. But you should also understand that you were in the entertainment business. And, you know, it's kind of like saying, like pointing out and saying, hey, the house is on fire. Like, what should we do? And there's a hose right next to you. If the if the asshole neighbor across the street with the all lives matter sign in his yard is the guy grabbing the hose. You can still hate the guy grabbing the grabbing the hose. You can still hate the guy, but he's at least he's grabbing the hose and trying to put yeah. the fire out. And I think that's that's what it is. It's like we've got a lot of good complacent people in the game on the players end that are n- seemingly unwilling or incapable of making the game entertainment. And and then just leaves the space for guys like Trevor to come in. Yep. And it, but I mean, it's also, you know, using your uh, analogy there. I mean, you know, the hose is right next to you. Well, you know, Trevor Bauer didn't grab the hose that's right next to him. He, he, he brought his own fire truck, right? I mean, right. He's coming from the outside in with his stuff mm-hmm. where, you know, the big thing about, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, whatever, the, the campaign where we were like, let the kids play, right? Mm-hmm. The whole concept behind that was that 
they needed to be able to be a lot more uh, uh, free on the field, right? We want them to be wearing sharper shoes. We want them to be a lot more flamboyant, at least on the field. And we, we were asking for that. And, uh, and that's kind of what that campaign felt like it was aiming towards. It's like, okay, well, we're going to start being cool with bat flips and, you know, pumping fists and stuff like that. And that was going to change it, right? And uh, it wasn't enough, right? I mean, there isn't going to be... You know, they're never going to allow people to like, I wore, you know, I, I wore my alternative uniform today and it's the rainbow colored one. What'd you wear today? My teammate that plays second base across from me as I play shortstop, I wore the all red one, right? They're never going to get to that point where they have that freedom. You can only get that freedom if you're outside of the arena, right? If you get mm -hmm. away from the ballpark and you start doing like what Trevor's doing, running his own business, basically. And, uh, and I, I think that's what a lot of these players don't want to do, right? It's like, well, I, why do I want to go do all of that if I could just go out there on that field and make $22 million a year for the next five years? And then whatever the rest of my career brings me, brings me, whatever, right? I'm cool. Um, I don't, I, I would see where it would be hard to have the motivation to try to do that extra, right? Yeah. Where, I think I there's think, there's validity to that. I, I mean, I, I, see, I see the point. Like, yeah, like if you're getting paid, why bother? But I'm just I all I'm I guess what I'm saying is that if if that's it if it's like okay why bother then somebody's going to bother yep and bothered already and now whether you like it or not that guy represents you on the global scale that that guy is you know is on his way to representing you he's Trevor Bauer this is the part that I think people don't wrap their heads around we on the inside. We're already here. We can sit here and point at Trevor and say he's terrible. And we're not wrong. But the thing is, is that he's going to bring a lot of people into the game. Mm -hmm. More so than Mike Trout is. More so than Mookie Betts is. More so than, you know, Francisco Lindor is. I mean, I don't know that yet. I mean, you put Lindor on a big stage like this, maybe he's a guy that kind of steps up to the plate, right? Put him with Marcus Stroman. Who knows what happens? Yeah. But... We are, it's almost like allowing the game to spin away from you by, by virtue of complacency. Yep. And I think that's what bothers me about it. Like if you're not like trout just seems genuinely incapable and that's fine. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to fault a guy for his personality. Right. But like, at some point, like he's also going to have to be okay with the fact that Trevor Bauer is going to get a lot more recognition from the general world than he is. And so, and so ultimately that's what, you know, the, the point that I think I wanted to, to convey is just that we, we can be mad about Trevor Bauer and we have every right to be. If you're on the progressive side of the spectrum politically, or if you're just in general for inclusion and baseball players, not using their social media platforms to just be assholes but we can't, we have to at least acknowledge where he came from, how he got to the position he is. This guy does not have the on-field merits to do it. Yeah, no. Nah. He, he doesn't have the on-field merits to do it. If Garrett Cole did this, it's like, oh, shit, okay, cool. You know what I mean? But I... I, I even Garrett Cole's track record isn't that. Well, yeah, that's be more like factures. There you go. Okay, yeah, Sean Doolittle or something of that ilk. Like that's you know what? Like okay, but like we we're we're sitting here, 
like wondering like, oh God, he's terrible. And like, okay, fine, he is. But can we at least acknowledge? I mean, you're only talking, you got to be talking just from our fans or the media side of things. And this, That's it for this, right? Because deep down inside that baseball game, probably at least half the players, if not more, are all down with him being the ambassador. They love to go on to his shows and they love doing clips with him and everything else. I would say it's probably, I would say it's well over 50%, maybe closer to three quarters of the league of, of the players are cool with him and don't mind that he's doing what he's doing to be an ambassador for the game. They don't see anything wrong with it. Most of those people aren't on social media all day long going through that that stuff or even caring True. what's going on there they've got their own lives they're working out for the next season or whatever they're doing right out hunting or something whatever they right. want to do they they're, they're doing so they're not so entrapped in everything else the rest of us see because we're not inside of baseball right we're we're outside trying to enjoy it and it yeah if we don't like trevor yeah okay but it doesn't mean that the people on the inside don't like him and i believe the people on the inside really like him a lot so they don't mind this right so why should i step up he's already doing the work right let him let him do it and if somebody else fills the next one fine right i mean if it was aubrey huff doing it right i mean maybe the lady yeah. would be like whoa there is such a thing as too right? far right <laughs> yeah but um but when it's yeah when it's with trevor I mean, that it's it's that he doesn't he doesn't raise the alarms within his uh, within his field like he does with within the, the fan base, right? The crowd right. out here. So, and then you know we're ju- we're just un- unraveling the sweater, right? Because now it's like okay, because I think that's a really valid point. Like you know, you're not going to see guys like Jack Flaherty or like you know um, friggin' yeah, like uh, Steven Strasburg, or you're not going to see. Uh, Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander really kind of speak out maybe Verlander because they just don't like each other but like you're not going to see these guys jumping to to step in because he speak he's the guy like oh yeah that's the guy he says what I think he's gonna do he's gonna do it for me and that just speaks to the you know the furthering the lack of diversity conversation in baseball the lack of representation in baseball because he's Trevor Bauer is you know the sort of embodiment of the aggrieved white man conservative, you know, and, and that's what baseball is, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you just, just go, go look at your nearest, like a wacko conservative pundit and go see how many baseball players follow him on Twitter. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, I, yeah. You know, but I think, I mean, I think behind it all, right. I think, uh, I think, I mean, as much time as we've wasted right here talking about him, uh, I think the person we haven't talked about is agent, right? Uh, right. Rachel Luba. I bet, I mean, to me, I've been saying it for a little while now amongst a few of the people I know that I think her impact is going to be uh, bigger and longer than whatever uh, Trevor is doing now, right? I mean, Trevor's going to have to not just rely on his social media. He's going to need to keep performing on the field and in this heavy analytic world and him turning 30 this year, those numbers are going to start going backwards here eventually. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it catches up to everybody. We, we all know that, but where Rachel Luba is, you know, one of the masterminds behind everything, I believe. Right. I mean, she's great at, uh, at her job, obviously. I mean, she, got the highest AAV for uh, a pitcher ever. So um, not too shabby there. Um, 
she has a huge standing with uh with with women right there's a there's a lot of women they're like no way not only can you you know get into this industry you can you can also be successful and and uh yeah she she to me is the is one of the bigger keys that we haven't talked about i think her impact in the in the long run will probably lead somebody else down this same road now that she's been able to uh be part of uh everything here you know what what doesn't say that she doesn't end up with a client that we like a lot more than one she's got now right. yeah right you know um and uh and it's just as successful and uh lays out another another thing for us that we'll we'll be on this podcast you now cheering Right. And, and you know what you, you brought up a really good point. And when, you know, when, when we were talking before the show, like if, if not Rachel Luba, it would have been just another old white guy that negotiated this deal. So like, let me ask you this, like, cause this, this got me thinking, is it that we're just because the win is not packaged necessarily the way that we wanted, are we ready to just write off, write it off in general? Or we will like it. See, it feels like the nuance of the situation gets lost because even if I don't like, um, even if you feel like Rachel Luba is say an enabler to Trevor's uh, systematic harassment online, yeah. let's say that you feel like she's not doing enough to prevent it, or that she's even enabling it. I think there's a that's a fair thing to say, but it's also like you know what, like if not her, then who? If not this, then when like at some point, are we going to not like acknowledge, like if it wasn't her, it would be John Smith or it would be whoever. Yeah. I mean, a Roldus Chapman still has an agent, right? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he beaten on, uh, you know, it just, it, it, yeah, it, it would have just been somebody else. And so I think, you know, for me, it's, it's not, that I feel at all like Rachel is a enabler of this, right? I think she's just doing her damn job and doing it pretty right. damn well, in my opinion. Um, I mean, and and for me, it's like, well, okay, you know, if you're going to tie these two together, right? And so, if A, Bauer is bad, so therefore B is bad also, and B is, her, is his agent. Well, what are you going to feel like when, you know, said agent ends up becoming the agent for, uh, Juan Soto or, uh, right. or Joey Votto or somebody else that we flipping love. It's like, well, wait a minute. A equals love and agent. Oh shit. But I already hate the agent because of right. C. Well, son of a, and you know, it, 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 you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to go down that road. You, you just got to look at, 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 at the agent at Rachel Luba and be like, well, you know what? She's fucking damn good at her job. Right. right. She got a good deal for her of, client. Like yeah, why, why what are, she did. What she did here, I mean, I don't have a damn, I, I don't know. If, if if I'm somebody else in the league that feels like that they 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 need that boost, right? Where, you know, say that it, there's got to be other people in the league that like, you know what, Trevor Bauer is pretty much just basically me on the mound, but he's making forty million a year, and I'm going into free agency hoping to land a seven to eight million dollar a year contract for the next five years, right? Right. And he's he's getting that every year. What I'm hoping to get in the next five combined. Well, what if I end up maybe giving her a call and start working towards, hey, my free agency's in two years from now. What can we do about building my brand? Because baseball's a business, right? And therefore, that's what 
caused you know trevor's contract to go through the roof um right well, well let, you know to your point like let's say mike fulton navich goes to texas you know when he signed a deal with texas rangers let's say he has a breakout season yeah. and all of a sudden you know he says you know what i need to get myself a good free agent contract i had a great year or mike minor or you know one of these pitchers that really when you look at it is not that comparably worse than trevor bauer yeah. goes in and says, you know, Rachel Luba could become a very high profile agent. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And we, and the, if we, we can't, I, I feel like we can't sit here and pick and choose about who breaks what barriers because it fits our narrative. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we don't have that luxury. This is the pro This is what happens when you have a sport that has so many vacuums to fill. We can't pick and choose how they how the conduits show up. No. So no. so I think if you're if you're that ready to sit there and and cancel or or go after, there's reasons to go after Bauer. Fine, and and I, and I will too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that I like him or that I endorse his behavior. But on the other end of the coin, if you're gonna sit here and just simply discount Rachel Luba. By the virtue of, you know, just because she represents Trevor Bauer. Well, then I really hope you're going to toe that line. Like you said, when Joey Votto, maybe not Joey Votto because he's like 37, yeah. but like, but like, yeah, when Juan Soto's contract comes up and says, hey, you know what? I want that deal. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I really hope that the people who are towing the line now are going to tow the same line. Or at least, you know, start actually opening the eyes, opening the ears up a little bit and uh, start realizing the actual situation, right? I mean, we can't pretend like we actually know what happens behind the scenes. I, that's what always kills me about, you know, people that are, you know, oh, but yeah, she's just as bad and everything else. Like, right. how, the, how the hell do you know? Are you, are you privy to any of those conversations? Obviously, Bob Nightingale's not privy to any of those conversations. <laughs> are, are we, are, are, is Bob yeah, the litmus we, we want to use here? Yeah, no. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, and they've made that perfectly clear. Rachel makes that perfectly clear all the time when people are like, oh, we these rumors out about this. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. And I would think I would know about that then. Right. right. It's like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, you're catching one side versus somebody getting their information. Well, it's the same. Whatever. You know, just because, you're, just because you're an asshole, does that make you wrong? No. No, it, right? It, Nobody, see? Scott Boris is one of the best at getting people money. I don't fucking know anybody that likes right. that guy. Right, that's what I'm right? saying. Like, but you know, you know what he's doing right now? Pissed off is all shit because he doesn't have the highest AAV player underneath his name. Right. right. Now, so. I, you know, and I've seen a lot of people like, "Oh, Luba didn't even negotiate this deal." Well, well kiss my ass. That, that well, way, man. That, yeah. First off, you can kiss my ass. Second of all, you know what these people are? The people saying that they're the ones out there, like you know, waving the feminism flag and waving the flag of like, "Oh yeah, we need to celebrate," you know, women in baseball and and, and you know all that. And and we and. You know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. We really should. Like, this is a sport that needs that desperately. Yep. And Big yet, time. and yet, this happens. And because it's not packaged the way you want, it's wrong all of a sudden. Like, yeah, you're willing and, to just throw all that out. 
and because she's a woman and also because you know it's trevor bauer she hasn't really been doing any of the negotiating there's a fucking reason why she is who she is today it wasn't because right. she just put up with fucking average joe's bullshit right I right mean, she, and isn't that pandering are you not pandering when you say that? When you say, oh, she didn't really negotiate it. Is that not the exact pandering that if this, again, if this was Juan Soto, if this was anyone else, would we not be saying, the, would we be saying the same shit? We would not be saying the same shit. We would be praising, you know, praising the, the agent that negotiated this fantastic deal because it is really objectively like the Dodgers. I mean, if I'm talking about how a great organization like the Dodgers overpaid, yeah, right. Like you did pretty <laughs> fucking good, and, man. <laughs> then guess who the yeah, guess who the freaking winner is, right? right. The player that got overpaid and the agent that got to it, right? Right. Jeez, I mean, if you can. If you're such a bad agent, how the hell did you get an overpay out of the team that was uh, spending the most money this right. year? How, how did you get one of the model organizations? The right. How did you get a model organization to pay $40 million a year for a guy with a, a comparable ERA to fucking, I don't know, to, to any, uh, literally league average? How did you do it? You have to be at least good at your job. I, 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 I find that nuance is, is a very difficult thing for a lot of people to digest. Okay, that's cool. I get it. And I'm, and again, this is, and I, I, we're on the same page with this. We're not endorsing the behavior of Trevor Bauer. We're not endorsing these things. You don't ha you, it's possible for you to say, you know what? Like, I don't fucking like you and you're not good for on the whole. You're not good for baseball. But I agree. But there is there's a reason you're here. All right, and nobody's talking about that. And we're not going to discount everyone else around you by association. Yep. yep. So so I, I I think that's ultimately the point that I think I I, I wanted to convey. You know, w with this whole discussion is just because it's, it's a rabbit hole. But at the same time, like. It, we we lose the ability as fans as informed fans we we are slowly losing the ability to see nuance and we're slowly losing the ability because the hall of fame discussion was all of this too <laughs> yeah you know and we went down this road the shilling thing and the viscal thing and, and we we went down this road multiple times yeah. we are losing the ability to see the gray in the black, white, and gray of the world. And if we continue this, if the game continues this sort of like a path, we're never going to compete with basketball. We're never going to compete with football. We're never going to compete with other sports. And we will always be sitting around wondering why only old white guys watch baseball. Cause we built it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly like bow on package. We built it that way and we seem to be content with it. Yeah. Says these two white guys. Yes. Says these two white guys who will be old at some point or another. Yeah. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that way. Um, but yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I just, yeah, no, man, if it's anything that I get out of this is that, you know, the opportunities there to market it. There's now a path set forward. It might not be from the guy we were hoping it would be from. Um, 
but it's there, right? The blueprint's been laid out, how people adjust that blueprint to do whatever they want to do. Uh, it, it's there to be to be had, right? So uh, I, I think we're going to see maybe it won't be the best, right? It might not be our stars, right? But I mean, it could be the, the stars that are up or coming that are, that are going to fill that void, right? Maybe it's going to be somebody like Tatis Jr. that's going to be somebody that can do this type of thing where, uh, you know, maybe the marketing will be more in a, in the favor of the fans view. Right. Um, and, and that's possible because you know how bad, you know, the, the arbitration years and, and everything right. else are, right. I mean, good grief. The player control in this league is ridiculous. So, I mean, if you're trying to get to that, you know, $35 million a year contract that somebody like Tatis could, could uh, warrant after four good seasons of, of baseball or so, but he's still, you know, a few years of arbitration buried underneath him before he gets to that free agent market. Well, what if he started going, what if he did call up Rachel and was like, Hey, let's fucking rock this thing. Right. Let's, let's start laying this out. Who'd you know, you know, who did, who'd you guys use to be able to, you know, manage your social media team because you really think, you know, Rachel or Trevor is managing all that. No, man, right. there's so many people behind the scenes doing so much work to make sure that his schedule operates perfectly and that he's hitting all of his, his stuff. I mean, it has probably way more to do with whoever those people are in the background, but 99% versus the 1% those guys are actually physically doing to make it, uh, to function with their faces in front of the crowd. So, um, yeah. So, so I, I mean, what, what does what stops the next person's to go you know to Rachel and be like hey let, let hook me up you know I'm more than willing to pay if you're you're more than willing to get me the pay and uh, she's already proven that she can get it so yep. if her phone isn't ringing off the hook already I don't I don't get it yep I, it, you know? I I absolutely agree with you so we're gonna we're gonna leave it there I think it's I, I think we we ultimately agree for the most part and um, I'm just I'm just hoping to have like conversations where the outcome isn't dictated by our Twitter, your Twitter handle, or like, just like, you know, let's, let's have the game needs a real examination. And unless we're willing to answer tough questions about it, we're never going to, we're just going to be, you and I will be in our sixties having this podcast saying the same exact things. So that's ultimately where it is. Um, we all we all got things that we want. It just doesn't seem to be the same things that everybody else wants, and it'll always be like that. So we just can't live in that all or nothing, one hundred percent this way or not world. It's just it's impossible to, to be in. We have to get back to, you know, getting between the black and the white, right? Getting into the gray area and and, and figuring how to make it work for everybody. Yep. I agree. So, um, uh, that is, that's our show. Um, next week we got, we got a, a interesting, uh, guest. Uh, we got Max Greenfield coming on. We're looking forward to that. I'm excited uh, for that. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll do a cool little draft episode and, uh, we're, and, uh, Joan, uh, Joan Ryan will be coming on the show, uh, soon. Just working out schedules on that. And, um, thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll see you again.